2: to shared history Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, it's history this is a podcast where we share some little known history with you or what is often the case uh tell you about women that your history book should have which has been a lot of the last episodes and i'm not mad about it i'm
0: not mad about it either hey everyone i'm Cass maher and i'm natalie younger uh
2: today is gonna be a little different Switching it up, yeah. We're just going to tell you one story, and it's just going to be Natalie. And also, I just realized we forgot to introduce the most important person <gasps> sitting in the on room.
0: the ones and twos, twirling those
2: knobs and dials. DJ, real, I'm louder now. I'm softer. He's a professional, and honestly. What would we do without
0: him? Seriously, he's gonna be uh, fact dropping,
2: beat dropping. In case we need a Wikipedia little help, yeah. This will be great because this uh, I will tell a story, and uh, and Cass will probably poke a lot of holes in it that mm. I don't have the necessary uh, history degree or research done to answer. Uh, so, and there's no pressure on me for this. And one. there's no pressure. On cast. So great. I feel great about this. <laughs> uh, today's episode is uh, is a free skate. This is actually just something that I found uh, when I was doing some research for a previous episode. Free skate is? Uh, free skate is just like open option. Do whatever you want. Episode, no theme. No theme. Just choose your own adventure. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I happened upon this uh, when I was looking looking for some inspiration for for past episodes, and I was tickled by it by the fact that it well, I, I shouldn't say I was tickled by it because it involves a lot of death. Uh, <laughs> you were piqued by it. yeah, i was I was intrigued and also like, kind of like mad that I hadn't learned about it because it is interesting and, it involves European history, which are the history classes I paid the most attention to, and those stories are the ones we want to hear—the ones that we should have heard. Yeah, so it's uh, it's not about uh, exclusively women or people of color or people who tend to get swept under the rug in history books, uh, but it is something that we that is more of a deep cut that I had never heard before. Dope. What's um, with it? And weird because it's connected to something that everybody knows about, uh, and that is D-Day, the Battle of Normandy. Yeah. Okay. So for, if you heard me say, everybody knows about the battle of Normandy and you were like, but I don't Natalie help. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a little refresher just to couch this in some context. So as most of us know, uh, the battle of Normandy uh, w- took place in summer of 1944, specifically D day, specifically refers to June 6th, 1944 in uh, world war II. It was uh, the Allied uh, versus the German forces Occupying Eastern er, sorry Western Europe um, So in the Battle of Normandy Nearly 3 million troops crossed the English Channel From England to Normandy in German-occupied France And it was the largest seaborne invasion in history uh, So that, for those of you who really didn't pay attention In history class, is uh, what the Battle of Normandy was <laughs> any questions from the peanut gallery it was a big deal yeah and we are
0: actually it is the 75th anniversary of D-Day this year I believe yes Uh, they just did a a bunch of stuff on it because it happened I just did the math Uh, June 6 it happened yeah
2: earlier this month so uh, yeah we're recording this in June I believe you'll be listening to this end of July or early August uh, if my math is right but yeah so this year was the 75th anniversary of it so it just seemed like a good time to tell you something you maybe didn't know about it. Um, The largest seaborne invasion in history and a turning point in the war. Obviously, lots of moving parts. Uh, We certainly didn't... You certainly don't just, like, do an invasion of that scale without some proper planning or previous, like, rehearsal... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everyone put on their costumes we're on and in five thank yeah. you five yeah we had uh we had proper blocking yeah we we all we blocked it out um we did a cue to cue to make sure that those lighting cue lighting Gotta run our tech yeah we had to make sure that we found our light uh and that natalie studied theater <laughs> mm-hmm. and did not history i did study history for a minute um so the in the month so they're kind of like the approach to planning was twofold one um kind of hard to keep a massive uh invasion like this secret from the germans especially when everyone is trying to spy on everyone and get any leg up in this war as they possibly can so in the months leading up to d-day there was a massive deception campaign uh carried out to make to like throw germans off the scent because they couldn't they basically couldn't spring a major invasion on Germany at this point in the war. Uh, but they could try to, like, try to, like, trick the Germans. Something shiny. Look over yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a big part of the deception campaign was to make the Germans think that the main target was n- not Normandy. So that the main target was, oh, God, this is really testing my high school French. Uh, uh, Pas de Calais. Uh, which is the narrowest point between Britain and France. So arguably an easier target for this invasion, because if they're crossing the channel, they could just, it's closer. (laughs) They don't have have to go as far as they had to go to get to Normandy. Um, uh, So that's the narrowest point. They also had a few other dummy targets and uh, they also had like fake equipment that they would like, kind of uh, stage places or whatnot so that uh, so that the Germans would think they were maybe going to move into a different place um, there was a, a phantom army co- com- commanded by George Patton and supposedly based in England across from Pas de Calais uh, I don't know if when they say phantom army I don't know if that means ghosts, that, right? Yeah, they, they, had means that ghosts. they had an army of ghosts the ghosts were on the right side of history here <laughs> They were all on the allied forces, and they were pretending. They were, like, really intimidating, just... Ghosting it up. Yep, just ghosting it up across across the channel. Um, I yeah, I have no idea if that means that, like, they just... It was just, like, the product of the rumor mill, where they just yeah. got a lot of people to, like, talk as though there was an army, but, like, there wasn't. Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, a bluff. Yeah,
1: it was like a whisper campaign. <laughs>
2: yeah. or if, Or if they got everyone
0: to wear, like, fake... Yeah, jersey uniforms, jerseys. If,
2: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. They're on this British jersey, or if like there was just an army of actors who had played the role of the Phantom of the Opera. I don't know. I don't know if George Patton was even there. I I think that it was. I think that it was like a whisper campaign. Would that was.
0: Patton have been the Phantom, or would he have been Raoul? Oh. Or would he have been Christine?
2: Uh, what, I think he'd be. I think he would have been Raoul. Yeah. Or would he have been the uh, tenor in the in the? <laughs> the we, we digress. This this what podcast. What a lovely party, yeah. Andre. Sorry. This podcast is.
1: Are you saying that this Natalie studied theater? Masquerade.
0: <laughs> masquerade. Don't get me started. I won't stop. Oh man. <laughs> uh, we will pass a point of no return. <laughs> oh God.
1: Honestly, At I'm just really upset.
2: I'm just really upset that y'all are beating me to all of <laughs> the Phantom references that you can. Just give me one. That's all I ask of you.
0: There it is. Yay! Moving Softly, on, slowly. <laughs> I hate everyone so
2: much. <laughs> but music. The- oh, but this isn't ab- about bad. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, for once. For once, uh, uh, you were you gonna say you were once my one companion? <laughs> we're all just like trying to restrain ourselves from doing there's, more. There's there's so many. I'm gonna save some for later. Oh man, uh, yeah. So they had this phantom army. World War II. Then World War Two. Uh, they they so they like lied about this army uh, and tried to like kind of uh, uh, juke Germany in that sense. And then, of course, your standard, uh, your standard, standard espionage, your standard uh, double agents, uh, fraudulent radio transmissions, and the like, all so that Germany wouldn't get wind of the Battle of Normandy because they, it was a not it, not an easy operation. Uh, it was going to be super risky and dangerous, but potentially and ultimately made have a major impact. I almost said impactful. And that's not actually a word, and it drives me nuts. It's not. It's not technically a word.
0: That's good to know. Do you know, anyways, is not a word. I did know that. Did you know that? Irregardless is not a word. I love to say irregardlessly just to piss people off, <laughs> and then like stone face them. And if they don't react, then I'm like, you're not a good person because you think I just
2: said a real word. This is uh, this is Grant. Oh, oh no, you you unplugging stuff. Are You okay? Oh, I'm sorry. You got, you little toesies cut. Uh, now it's a grammar lesson uh, shared history and also a grammar lesson and also a fan of the opera <laughs> so there's this whole deception campaign uh, but they also as much as we poked fun about it a moment ago practiced the invasion uh, just practice is probably a more correct word than rehearsal <laughs> uh, is everyone off book Um <laughs> Uh, So one of these run-throughs of the invasion was known as Exercise Tiger and resulted in the deaths of 749 American soldiers uh, plus just like many more but not necessarily necessarily counted other soldiers. Um, So Exercise Tiger was was supposed to be just like a run-through of a couple different facets of the Battle of Normandy. Um, They set up training camps along the shores of of slapton sands uh in devon that's amazing i like i'm like i don't even know it sounds like a sounds like a card game it sounds like a cartoon yeah like elmer foot's going to
0: slapton sands yeah it's like a
2: it's like a destination uh for like a vaudeville act (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but so they set up these training camps and, uh, and it's the way, the, where Slepton Sands is in Devon is it's in, uh, it's a beach in a bay. Uh, and so the British Royal Navy w- was patrolling the area and kind of like watching the bay entrance to make sure that uh, all of the practice operations happening on the beach were kept secret because obviously if, uh, if their deception campaign had been right, hopefully Germans would have seen them and been like, hmm, but thought, still thought that the, battle was gonna the invasion was gonna be the wrong place Mm. um but it was obviously better for everyone if they didn't catch wind of it at all uh the first phase of exercise tiger focused on just marshalling and embarkation drills so basically just like getting on and off the boats right (laughs) um which was the hardest part yes but i think that like these drills were done like more in the sense of like a fire drill like where they were, I don't think they were like on location right like I think it was just like getting getting on getting yeah. off like just like going through the motions <laughs> the blocking if you will <laughs> you know like in a show logistically you, though like, in D-Day
0: more people died just trying to get off the boats right than actually I believe on so. the beach
2: yeah. I believe so yeah Uh but this isn't about actual it's D-Day this about is about them. this is about Project Tiger b-day d-day b-day. it's also about my birthday uh which i also call exercise tiger crazy
0: <laughs> uh, oh that's gonna be our theme not invasion embarkation
2: yeah. but um tigers just tigers uh and exercising them all the exercises that tigers like to do uh i think of them fondly i'm just thinking of it i hate you <laughs> i'm just thinking of a tiger wearing a sweatband and leg warmers oh uh, like tony yeah Oh, it's been done. <laughs> maybe like a tuxedo, maybe like a formal tiger. No, it's done. My inspiration has been squashed by Kellogg. Sorry. Um, it's not your fault. It's capitalism's fault. Uh, so they're doing these emb- <laughs> these embarkation drills, uh, and then it becomes time for an actual mock landing and live firing exercise. Uh, so the- they schedule a practice assault, where they're gonna come, they're gonna go through all, of them, walk through all their blocking, uh, uh, a dress rehearsal, if you will.
1: This is oh, a dress rehearsal, not a tech rehearsal. Okay, this is on. not.
2: A, I think the tech rehearsal were the embarkation drills, and now we're doing. That was like, yeah, this is a full dress. Uh, this is a preview uh,
0: for all of our theater nerd fans. They're like really like thankful. Like
2: oh, now I get else it. Is like what are you? Shut up. <laughs> Uh, I like to think that all of our listeners are constantly sitting there thinking, shut up.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. If you take umbrage with this, it's the theater of war.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, what bullet point
0: were you on? <laughs> Lot 665. Ah! Ah! <laughs> all right, Natalie, we're not talking about your thing anymore. We're talking about Andrew Lloyd Webber and family. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Oh God! Okay, um, I Secured! Hope, really, all I am looking forward to is I hope that we that that you find other unexpected tie-ins throughout the story, and that we just keep the thread alive. Um, God damn it! <laughs> for, so imagine, if you will, uh, a uh, a boat <laughs> is underneath an opera house, <laughs> and there's. Uh, candles everywhere and you're like holidays. and on a lake there was a boat. Exactly. Ah, uh, but in this case the underground lake is actually a large bay on the coast of France. <laughs> Got and it. So the single boat uh, is a lot of boats. <laughs> um we're oh, making
0: God. history accessible you guys yeah
2: just just giving the people what they want which is d-day as told through the lens <laughs> through of the on of phantom, phantom. um <sighs> so this practice assault uh was april 27th 1944 so actual d-day june 6th the, uh, exercise tiger this stage of exercise tiger at least end of april Um, It involved live uh, real ammunition because they wanted to get the soldiers used to the like sounds and sights and explosions and even smells of like combat. Mm. Um, And it was originally scheduled for 7.30 in the morning. However, one or several, depending on the source that I read, uh, of the boats was delayed. One source I read said it was one boat and uh, it was held up because it was at sea still for repairs. Uh, Another thing that I read, made it sound like there were a couple of boats and it didn't say anything about it. It just said that they were delayed. They were just like, sorry, I'm late. They were that friend that said like, I'm on my way, but hasn't left the house yet. Yep. Uh, Scotty lock. If you're listening to
0: this, yeah, I was going to, I was going to call someone out. Gonna... Cause also we make fan the opera jokes all the time. And when we used to live together in Des Moines, we would always have to like lock the door at the end of the night. And I'd be like, Scotty, can you lock the back door? And he'd go secure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was just going to call it my brother-in-law because he does that all the time, uh, Caitlin. Um, any whoosies. Uh So the because so the generals find out that these that a couple of the ships or one of the ships or uh, convoys are delayed. So they say that's cool. Uh, this is a real chill practice where we're shooting live ammunition. We'll just delay it by sixty minutes. Um, But the communication didn't make it... That communication didn't make it to the other crafts that were coming in to land on the shore uh, in time. So there's a couple that are going to be delayed. They're like, dope, we have until 8.30 now. We got time to, like, swing through Duncan on our way in. Which is what we (laughs) did today. Uh, And then the other... But the other ones don't get this communication. Uh, I guess it's because... It's partially because the um, British... And the British and uh, American forces are on different radio frequencies is, I think, part of the problem here. So this was the
0: British and the Americans not communicating with each other.
2: Yeah. It wasn't like
0: American troops to
2: American troops or British troops to British troops. It may have been a little bit of both, but I think it was... I think it was like the British generals and the American generals were like, okay, we're going to do this delay. And just like some of the ships didn't get the memo. Got it. Um, And so they're like... We're gonna we. They arrive at seven thirty in the morning as scheduled. They're like, "Thank you, you're Wait, welcome." Who was on time? Yeah. The, who, which, uh, which, this? It, I don't know who. No. Um, uh, <laughs> you, it doesn't you, matter. You just wanted to basically decide whether Americans or Brits were more prompt. Exactly. Uh, based on that, I almost want to guess that it's the Brits. That That's made what it on I time. was thinking. Uh, but uh, so they arrive on schedule, and the people who are on all the soldiers who are on the shore, and who are set up on on shore. Think that it's a real attack then, because they're not expecting these crafts to come in until uh, eight thirty, and so it's seven thirty. These ships are coming in, so they start attacking their own guys. Yes, oh. uh, roughly four hundred and fifty men were killed before anyone realized they were shooting at their own men. So it's just all this friendly fire. Because the plan had been that they like that they're supposed to shoot live rounds, but they're right. supposed to shoot live rounds basically like over everybody's heads, yeah. Uh, just so that the the folks doing the mock invasion can like get that full sensation of like getting or, like disembarking the ship, like trudging through the water, yeah. getting on the land and all that jazz uh, with all of this like distraction going on. Uh, yeah, so four hundred, oh and that's a ballpark number. They don't actually know. How? Because I think you
0: said earlier seven, but the 400 was just before they even realized.
2: This is separate from the 700 figure Wait, that I what? get. Because there's more. Oh, Jesus. So there's about 450 men were killed before anyone realized this is all friendly fire. And they're like, oh, damn. The next day on April 28th, 1944, an actual attack did happen. But the uh, the... Troops on the shore weren't prepared for it. Uh, And it actually uh, slash on the sea because the actual attack happened out on the water. Uh, A convoy consisting of eight LSTs, which I couldn't figure out what that meant, but I, so I still don't know what that means. Uh, But I think it means like, I think it's, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, I think the LSTs may have been the, the like ships that, actually made it off, that the smaller ones that came up to the got it I like a think. specific type I'm pulling that out Perhaps. of my behole, right <laughs> um, but so this convoy uh, was carrying these LST the uh, eight LSTs carrying vehicles and combat engineers of the first engineer special brigade uh, they were attacked by nine German e-boats out on the water how but- many men could an e-boat hold I have no
0: idea. Those I'm are not big, German. right?
2: Uh, <laughs> only nine. Nine. Yeah. No. Um, uh, no. So. Uh, th- so. But Natalie, didn't you say that there were that the like British Royal Navy was patrolling the bay to prevent just this? Yep. Also, uh, the each of these convoys had was supposed to have a couple of. Um, uh chaperones what is the word the f- what is the word when oh uh ushers no <laughs> yeah yeah uh when no it's like when it's like your escort escort oh my god I got, got, got there i got there first mm. no idea. <laughs> um they were supposed to have like an like, esc- like protective escort uh they were actually supposed to have uh two ships assigned to protect this convoy but only one of those two ships was that was assigned was present, and they uh, because the other one had been in a collision uh, with another ship and had pieced out for repairs. Um, and oh, this is this is where it's the frequency issue. Because the British and the U.S. were on different frequencies, the U.S. didn't know that they were going to be shy and uh, an escort. I think it was like it was a it was an American convoy. And the British uh, Royal Navy were providing the protective, like the protection. Yeah. Um, and they, the other, the British Navy knew that they were down a ship and was like trying to get another one in time mm. over there. But the U.S. didn't even know that they were going to be down uh, uh, right. protection. One, two, the uh, the the one ship that was assigned and was there to protect the convoy was leading the convoy in a straight line. So just like super easy for the, for the e-boats that were just like, we're out on another patrol and we're on their way back. Yeah. And just like happened upon this convoy really easy for them to just like kind of start picking them off. Um, so nine German e boats, uh, the allied ships fought back. Uh, eventually they were caught completely unawares but they fought back, but only four of their, they fought back, but four of their ships were lost in the attack. Two sunk. Uh, when I say lost, I don't mean that they all sunk. I mean like they then were rendered not useful. Right. Yeah. Uh, two sunk one caught on fire and was eventually, uh, made it back to shore and was eventually, uh, repaired, uh, and serviceable again, I think. And one was, uh, damaged by friendly fire during all of this. Uh, so the, this is the total loss of life in the 700s. The total loss of life from the e-boat attack was 749 U.S. Army and Navy personnel. Uh, some were actually, like, like killed by ammunition and explosions. Uh, a bunch drowned or died of hypothermia in the sea waiting to be rescued. Um, and a whole bunch of other ones didn't know how to put their life belt on correctly because they hadn't been fully trained on them. And their combat packs are so big oh my God. that the only – the so they put their life belt on and jumped in the water thought they would be fine. They put them around their waist because that's where it, it was easy to do so because of their combat packs. Yeah. So uh, a lot of them jumped in the water, the weight of their combat pack, flipped them upside down, and then they drowned. Oh my so God. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, allied the allied generals involved like were like holy crap this doesn't bode well we can't let this get out for a variety of reasons one like the germans could catch wind that we were practicing something right um but two probably doesn't do much for morale yeah uh or like confidence going into d-day which was already going to be a very risky operation so they swore all the surviving soldiers to secrecy uh and ten of the officers who had gone missing during the two attacks, like their bodies were never recovered or whatnot, uh, so they, people didn't know if they had, if they had been killed during these attacks or uh, or these accidents, or if like they had been captured. Ten of those officers had high levels of clearance regarding the actual D-Day plans, uh, and so the entire operation of D-Day was almost called off because they're like, we have these ten people who are unaccounted for who have. Who know the whole plan? Oh my god! And like we, it's already like it's risky if we do have the element of surprise. Yeah. Um, But obviously, they ultimately went through with D Day, Um, and then the casualties from uh, Exercise Tiger weren't released until August 1944, along with the casualties of the actual D Day, which I read and I don't know. If that means that they, if they were like, these are casualties for exercise tiger, these separate ones are for D-Day and that they were just released at the same time. Or if they swept them into the bucket of D-Day. Because I'm going to say D-Day adjacent casualties. Yeah. It's D-Day prep. Yeah. If you want to like
1: just slump it in as like the total for this entire operation. Yeah.
2: Because I can see them doing that because otherwise it's like, it's very embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, either
1: way it's just kind of like a news dump yeah like on a friday it's like
2: well also i mean just
0: talking about like facts for d-day in general like despite all the prep and whatnot like those numbers like almost don't even make sense they're so big there's so many people that died and like so just the magnitude of that battle and event is mind-boggling so you add another 700 in there it's almost like well duh yeah but you're right is like oh was that not the actual battle that
2: was a yeah, but month it's also before. like you add another technically like 1200 yeah between the two the two whoopsies uh woof so i had never heard about that i mean that checks out i don't
0: think a lot of people want you to hear about
2: that. yeah uh and i was just like that's insane that like it makes sense. Like it makes like. I guess I never even thought about the fact that like they would have had to like practice. Yeah. The invasions. I don't know why. Like I'm very aware that in like modern warfare, like I know like the SEAL Team Six, for example, like practice the bejesus Jesus out of right. Uh, but but that's also a team of
0: eight nine guys. Yeah. This is you don't you would never suspect something. How many scale. people went were on. Storm the the beach of Normandy. No, oh, I don't know. Uh, DJ Rip, you want to take this one? Yeah, it's like how would you how would you prep for that? Clearly, you were going to do it in smaller numbers, but even that, like, I never would have thought of that.
2: Uh, yeah. Wow, well, that's crazy. There's a couple of things like so some some things that I think were changes that they made. Um, well, here there's over two thousand American casualties in D-Day. Um, uh, approximately 156 thousand Allied troops uh, stormed at the beach. Wait,
0: two thousand casualties in D-Day? American casualties? American casualties? And 1,200 just from Tiger? 1,200
2: and- total? 750 or 749 were were exclusively American because that convoy was an American convoy. So the convoy was attacked at sea. Those were all American casualties. But so that 1,200 number
0: on that top of 2,000 like ship was. Because that would have been almost as many casualties at D-Day. 2,000
2: American casualties at D-Day is the number that I pulled up. Rip, did you find Yeah. So,
1: well, yeah. Like, needless to say, you're going to get different figures. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it says here it consisted of 5,333 allied ships And landing craft uh, Embarking nearly 175,000 men The British can, and Canadians Put 75,000 troops ashore Americans uh, put 57,500 uh, Ashore bringing the total about To about 132,715 Of whom uh, About 3,400 were killed or missing Yeah so in contrast to estimates of ten thousand,
2: okay. So, yeah, we, so so I guess
1: it could be yeah uh, a lot worse. As, yeah.
2: Well, and if like you look at the if you look at like even just like the ratio like a ratio of of casualties, I don't know how many soldiers were involved in Exercise Tiger, uh, but we, like twelve hundred of them. It's crazy that that almost equals. That's a, and that's like basically half, a little, a little less than half yeah. the casualties for actual D-Day.
1: Right. Wow. In total, uh, what the hell? Is, see, this is the thing. You're just going to get different yeah. things everywhere. Yeah. So like in total, uh, 425,000 Allied and German troops were killed, wounded, or went missing during the Battle of Normandy.
0: What was that number again?
1: 425,000. What the killed, f- injured or did
0: that include German?
1: That, yeah, yeah, that's oh, Allied that in and German.
0: Oh cool cool yeah. and, and, and injured too.
2: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, because I think the three the three thousand figure you gave was just uh killed or missing. Yeah. Um yeah. So uh the a couple of changes that were made as a result of Exercise Tiger, I th- think slash hope in time for the actual Battle of Normandy. Yeah. I would assume so. They had like a solid like a solid month after this to like work out some kinks, Mm -hmm. uh, just some small kinks, um, were, uh, all at that point, then they were like, whoopsies radio frequencies, uh, were standardized. Oh, nice. Um, and then, uh, they, they came up with new plans for small craft to pick up floating survivors on D day because, uh, this, where, where did I say they were? Uh, because in, um, I mean, slapped in Sands, Devon. I think it like it says would be just as cold of water as yeah, uh, off of uh, off the shores of Normandy. Um, so they drew up new plans to make sure that like sur- floating survivors that maybe didn't actually even make it onto the shore uh, could get could, would then not just die of hypothermia, right? Um, and better life vest training. <laughs> Seriously. So yeah, I had never shame,
0: shame, shame. There it is. That's a deep cut. Yup.
2: Yeah. So that's bonkers to me. Uh, And there wasn't any, there wasn't like even after, obviously, I mean, even today, like not a lot of people talk about or know about it. Um, I wonder how much of that
0: is like, A, it was a clandestine operation because we were trying to keep it from the Germans. How much of that was a cover up and how much of it was just like there was so much going on at d day that w- the other things just a footnote barely
2: yeah there's uh i i kind of want to take a minute to find it cuz there's like actually a really good quote uh on that from uh somebody who wrote uh, a historian who wrote a book specifically on uh exercise tiger uh that was like about like missing like the basically like the s- uncounted or silence yeah. or whatever hundreds of
1: and just try while you're looking that up, just yeah. like put it in something that always eludes me in history is just like time frames. Yeah. And so you said that Exercise Tiger took place in April, right? Mm-hmm. And then D Day yep. was June 6th. Yep. So there was like over a month where, yeah, like this just wasn't being recorded. You have to keep this quiet. Yeah. From, That's,
0: and then these guys were then in D Day, right? I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like they had to go through this, lose 700 friends, and then be like, cool, let's do it again. That'd be
1: an enormous scandal. Yeah. Like, if not today, because nothing's a fucking scandal today, but like in the 90s, if that happened, like uh, during fucking Kuwait or whatever, yeah. like, yeah. donezo.
2: So a lot of, a lot of, cause you brought up the like, idea of it as like a cover up, cause a lot of commentators uh, have called it a cover up. Um, but like most historians kind of have, most historians um, believe and reinforce that the initial critical secrecy uh, was merely a result from having to keep it quiet. Yeah. Uh, And it just, that the initial secrecy resulted in, lasting secrecy like right. and not that it wasn't like it was an intention they, they weren't cover going up. out of their way to cover it up they right. had reported the casualties but then but then the next new the next news cycle the next story is d-day right and it's like the end of the war yeah and whatnot so um there uh, there's a, a book by uh ken small Uh, called The Forgotten Dead, why 946 American servicemen died off the coast of Devon in 1944 and the man who discovered their true story. Uh, And uh, in his book, he says that, uh, he declares that the event was never covered up. It was just conveniently forgotten. Mm.
0: Um,
2: Ken Small, I was, I don't think, maybe he went, he became a historian. Uh, I don't think he like went to school to become a historian. Uh, But Ken Small actually... Uh, is was a resident civilian of Devon and he uh, in the 70s kind of like just got, a bunch of wreckage from from exercise tiger was like washing up on shore uh, in the 70s uh, and so he actually started creating a memorial to the incident because he's like well all this stuff is washing up people don't really tell the story I don't know if he didn't know about it beforehand I would assume he did since he was in Devon Um and in the 80s, he got permission, uh, like, and, like, ownership from the U.S. military, uh, and then he got, and raised a submerged tank from the 70th, 70th Tank Battalion uh, from the bottom of the ocean, and uh, uh, and and got it set up on the beach as a memorial. Um, so there hadn't been a memorial for this at all uh, until the 80s, and even then it was, it was made possible by a civilian from Devon and not, had no one in the U.S. or the U.K. Uh, in, in his book, I guess he documents how the local villagers were of more assistance than either the U.S. or the U.K. military officials in uh, in creating a memorial to this event. Wow. Um, this was in the 80s that he raised the tank. Uh, the town, like, raised money to, like, build... Uh, built like a platform for it so that it could safely sit on the beach. Um, and then finally in the nineties and the two thousands, a plaque was erected at Arlington national cemetery. And now there's a couple memorials. There's a, uh, a 5,000 pounds stern anchor uh, from a, sh- a ship of that type. Not, f- I don't think from one of the ships right. that was involved Um, that was put up as a memorial in Missouri. There's a plaque listing, all the names of all the victims of exercise tiger, I think also in Missouri. Um, and a tank stands as a memorial in Massachusetts and a plaque was erected at, uh, at Utah beach, Normandy on the wall of a former anti-aircraft bunker, a former German bunker, I believe. Uh, so yeah, that's a thing that I had never heard about. And I just think it's lunatic. Um, <laughs> But also makes sense. But also, like, I can't believe I never heard about
0: it. Is there... Oh,
2: okay. Because Missouri,
0: there's, like, one of the schools there, their mascot is a tiger, right? Yeah. Is that Mizzou? Uh, it is. Because um, you just mentioned a lot of things were put up in Missouri. I'm wondering if there was, like, a some connection
2: there or something. I think that it was just, like, that Missouri... Was like I I one I think that there is a major military base. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if like troops. That I was think that m- it was more of because there's one in Massachusetts too, and yeah, so I okay. think it was just that like Missouri was like, hey, do you want this stuff? No, Missouri was like, hey, we there's not a monument or a memorial for this thing. Got it. Cool.
0: I I yeah, I was just
2: like because I think that 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 went that was in the nineties. Uh, so the plaque at Arlington. Uh, and the thing in Missouri, I think both were in the '90s, and then the Massachusetts memorial, I think were in the '2000s. N- that's neither here nor there. Cool. Um, but yeah, so that's a that's a thing that I happened upon when I was trying to find something else. Nice. And I thought I would share it with you. That's that is bizarre. Yeah. I just think it's nuts that we like we spend a decent amount of time. I feel like in school learning about D Day. Yeah. Uh D Day itself may have only actually like been covered in like a day or two, but like World War Two But I mean you a, even, a big not even in
0: high school. I feel like no one's gonna learn about that.
2: Like yeah. there's just not room in the textbooks to admit to things that we botched.
0: We're not lying about it. We're just not telling you about
2: it. Yeah. Uh it's conveniently forgotten. But yeah, so that was just a thing. Yeah. How'd you find out about that? i uh I actually found it when I was looking up uh I was trying to find something
1: about chandeliers falling from
2: mm-hmm. i was I was looking for like major uh major disasters in Europe and the first thing that I found was a uh, large chandelier uh crashing down to the floor of an opera house uh mysteriously uh, and then the second thing i found very second thing was uh exercise tiger got it yeah yeah and then the third thing I found. <laughs> was a, uh, a band of uh, uh, humanoid cats. Uh,
0: I was just going to go for cats.
2: You know what? Because love never
0: uh, dies.
1: And you know, hopefully after going through all this, uh, this stays in our memory.
0: All alone in the moonlight. Oh, no. Um, that one took me a little bit. I was like, what? Cats. Got uh, it. I, yeah, I, opened, you... I opened the door to more Lloyd Webber. I'm sorry. Guys, I hope we learned a lot about World War II, D-Day. General
1: Andrew Lloyd Webber, thank you very much. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Exercise
2: Tiger was actually the inspiration for... Cats. Uh, cats. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, um, yeah, Rum Tum Tugger is no.
1: <laughs> based on... <laughs> <laughs> exercise Mr.
0: Mestopheles. Mes- Mr. Yeah. Um uh, Wow. That's just such an abrupt
2: like, yeah. ending and like... So not a normal cup of tea. No. But, uh, uh, I think we've done... We haven't done any military stories at all. Yeah, I don't believe so. No, uh,
0: because that stuff use generally is well documented. Yeah, we are known for liking to
2: win wars. Yeah, we're known for. Well, we're not probably known for sharing details about military like mishaps. No, uh, but
0: a lot of our history, a is lot, like, lot of our history books. Look at how great we did in this war and this one, and we didn't do great in that one. We won't talk about it, but yeah. like, it's our all like- chronology is based off of.
2: Yeah, War. and minimum like turning point, and the Battle of Normandy was a huge turning point. Yeah, but but alas, I think they just want us to 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 believe that they got it right on the first go. Yeah, that they just just improvise. They're like, can we get a suggestion of any no. shore at all? No. Normandy, no. will
0: take it. No, Natalie, no.
2: Get it? We'll take it. We'll we'll because t- they took because they took they took Normandy. They, they took you. T- on that note. If you want to follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter, you can do that. At, at where, where can they do that? They can do that at shared pod. And uh, if you have any uh, questions, corrections or suggestions, I always want to lean heavily on corrections. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, uh, corrections or suggestions of, of, of future deep cuts that you're into that you would love for us to uh, research and butcher. Uh, or compared to Android Android musicals, uh, (laughs) you can send those on to uh, sharedhistorypodcast at gmail.com. This has been fun, enlightening. Yeah.
0: Thanks for sharing with us now. (laughs) eh? Well, you know what I always say? Share Share you later. later.
1: Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.